Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Welcome back to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. This is Dr. T. And this is Dr. P. And thank you for joining us for another episode. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a chat, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Pease. We, we, we took a little time off um, for ourselves and for the holidays. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you. Mm-hmm. Like excited to see you too. So yeah, so it's this season of 90 Day Fiance um, has been very interesting um, for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know like what direction that the couples are gonna go and I'm, I'm looking forward to see how you rate the couples um, this mm-hmm. week. But I almost feel like a lot of the couples, I just don't think they're going to make it at all. I don't think anybody's (laughs) going to make it. Like, it just seems like it's starting out rough. I am not seeing kind of the, uh, um, oh, except for one couple, and we'll get to them. Except for one couple, everyone just seems to be struggling right now. Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll see. We'll see, you know, how the season unfolds in the next couple of weeks. But we missed a couple of um, shows covering some of the episodes. So um, today we're just going to talk about two of our favorite couples and some of the newer couples that are on um, this season that we haven't talked about yet. And um, I'll let you jump on in, uh, Dr. Pesa, which couple are you wanting to talk about today? So I wanted to talk about Mike and Natalie. So Mike is from, uh, I, I would say it's a kind of rural area of Washington. Um, and Natalie is from Ukraine. So Natalie has, they've started the 90 days. Uh, on the last episode, Natalie got to the United States and she was pretty um, surprised by Mike's place and how isolated it was. And that theme kind of continued into this week. We see them having breakfast for the first time. And Mike has the idea that they should make French toast together. And he's giving the ingredients of what French toast involves with the syrup and the sugar and all of that. And you could see that Natalie was slightly disgusted that this wasn't the type of food that she eats. Um, So she had a carrot. Um, I have never had a carrot for breakfast in all of my life that that would sustain me. But I guess in some places and for some folks, a carrot can sustain you for the rest of the day. Or if that's all you um, have, then you just have to eat that. So. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, if that's all, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Good point. Um, I also didn't know that some cultures wash the egg. I've never seen such a thing before. It's new to me. I, yeah, to me, the egg is, the shell is protecting what's inside and I'm only eating what's inside. So I don't bother with it. But um, me with uh, sometimes my cleanliness, uh, <laughs> uh, tendencies now I'm starting to think maybe I should be washing eggs <laughs> that's something that this I should do but but you know Natalie she's starting off the morning um I you can tell she's trying to put on a smiling face but she is very concerned she's concerned and and I get this point that Uh, Mike hadn't prepared adequately for her by making sure he had food stocked up that she would actually eat. And that's just something that I think you should do for 
guests that are coming to stay to your house more, right. more you know definitely for your partner that's flying from another country you know have some foods that they can eat and you know partake in natalie is also hella cold too mm-hmm. and that which that was my <laughs> i i think since i've been seeing the last couple of episodes i was curious about is it cold because he doesn't have like anything heat in there or is it just mm-hmm. because of the temperature changes so that was so confusing to me yeah, or maybe his place isn't that insulated, and so it feels breezy even if the heat's on. But I also didn't see her wearing sweatshirts either. So Natalie put on a sweatshirt or some sweatpants, and maybe that'll warm you up too. Right. <laughs> um, but she's she's wondering, and this is the thing that again, it's all about preparation to me and these couples. And a lot of times, I just don't see it. Natalie is worried about what she's gonna do that she's in a pretty remote place and she doesn't know how she's going to keep herself busy. And again, I'm thinking, did she not know this about where he lived, that it was remote? Did she not do any research? I mean, when I go somewhere, I take a look at what's around the town, where I'm going to go, all of that kind of stuff. And it just, it seems like everything was a real surprise to her. And so they end up going and looking around the town mike is showing her around the town which i don't know if you've i don't know dr t if you've been in lived in a small town before i used to have you i have not i've driven through okay. a lot of them you've driven through? okay <laughs> so i used to live in north dakota i did my uh graduate studies at the university of north dakota which is in grand forks north dakota and grand forks is downtown looks just like Mike's downtown where mm. there's like one street and it's called main street. And that's it. Everything is on that street. Your clothes get on that street. Your groceries on that street. Coffee shop is on that street. And there's only one of each all on that street, main street. That's where everything's happening or happening in quotation marks. So that reminded me a lot of where I grew up or not where I grew up, where I lived. And, and, she, and you know, she... She definitely, I don't think she had been to many small towns because when he mentioned the yeah. idea about going into town, I think she was thinking about the city. And so I think that's the mm. language barrier there. And then as she started to look around, she was like, okay, there's yeah. nothing here. Yeah, yeah. And then she's even realizing for the things that they want to do. So she wants to go see this waterfall, but I guess it's uh, two to three hours away from them. And so they would have to plan to go and, Mike has to work, so it's not something they can go to for another couple of weeks. And her thing is that, what am I going to do? It's only going to take me a couple of hours to unpack. I'm going to look at this town. It's only going to take me one day. It's only going to take me a day to clean. And then what am I actually going to do? Which again, did they not talk about this before? Did they not have some kind of plans? Did he not think about how she was going to be entertained while he was away? You know, that that caused me a pause. The other thing that gave me pause about this particular couple is that they seem miserable, especially Mike. Mike yeah. looks like he is over this relationship. Before she even got there, he looked like he was kind of over the relationship. But definitely when you see them together, it's almost like he's just, um, he's resigned himself. Like he kind of, you know, he he looks sad most of the time. He looks like, okay, we're just going to go ahead and try this. We're going to work through that. 
Natalie, I can tell she's, you know, she's not happy, but it seems like she's trying a little bit more. Whereas Mike just seems like he just gave the hell up and that he's over this relationship. And I think, you know, with my psychologist head on and thinking about some of the work that I've done with couples, I think one of the challenges for me and, and the red flags is that they have really not had these difficult conversations. And so we've Mm-hmm. heard them refer a couple of times that, you know, we have these things that we need to work through. Well, seems like you would have wanted to like have those conversations before you decided to come to the States. She's stuck on the idea about, you know, she doesn't have a ring yet. He's still thinking about the idea that she can't say that she loved him. And so like, mm-hmm. those are conversations that you need to have to figure out, is this the person for me or are there deal breakers that we can't move past? Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like such a foundational thing, like for, for Natalie, it's almost like she's sitting on this edge of, is this really a committed relationship? Which I think for her, it's having the ring back that they're really committed to each other. And then for Mike, it's, well, like you said, she won't say that she loves him. So how can I commit? It's just like, they're in this standstill that I think a decision just has to be made on what they're going to do. But I just don't see these too happy with each other. So yeah. I can tell you what my rating is right now. It's a red. It's a big okay. old red. And I and I, I figured we would probably be on the same page um, mm-hmm. with that because I definitely, you know, rate them a red um, as well. I just don't think that they are um, compatible. I know mm-hmm. that, you know, couples are always going to have their differences. And, and sometimes you can compromise, you can work through some of those things, but I just don't know if if they have the capacity or if they have the desire, I'll say, to be able to work through those things. Because even in this episode, you know, she got upset with him. She's like, I just need some time alone by myself. Where, where are you gonna go? Like, you're in a, <laughs> like you don't know anyone. You can't drive anywhere. I don't know if they have Uber out there. They may, they may not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my assumption because I haven't lived in that area. Um, and so I just feel like she's not even in those circumstances willing to have a conversation to say like, Mike, these are the things that are bothering me. You know, how can we work this mm-hmm. out or figure things out? You know, as far as me having things to do when you are away and when you are at work. Uh, as opposed to just sort of pouting about it uh, because that's not going to solve anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I only see this going downhill for, for these two. Um, Unfortunately, unfortunately, I only see it going downhill for them. Well, I think they have about 80 something days left. So we'll see (laughs) how this unfolds. (laughs) Okay. So who do you want to focus on this week? So my couple this week is one of the new couples that we see to the show, um, Stephanie and Ryan. Mm -hmm. Stephanie is um, from Michigan. She is 52 years old and um, she sort of talked about herself as, um, you know, she's a business owner. She owns this medical spa business um, in Michigan, which apparently is is, um, going well, it's thriving. She has several locations. Um, that she mentioned, mm-hmm. and they focus on weight loss and, and age reversal. Um, and so she decides to use her own sort of products because she said, you know, she's the face of her company. And so how can you help people in, in these areas if you can't, you know, do it yourself? And so she sort of talked mm-hmm. about that. Um, and then she, you know, talked about this story about why she has not been in any serious relationships. 
you know, in her adult life. And part of that was due to some of her, you know, history of, of um, she said childhood trauma. And then she talks mm -hmm. about, you know, her dad and his struggles with bipolar disorder. And really um, from what they depicted, seemed like she really had a, a difficulty with um, maybe some emotional abuse, maybe some neglect, um, difficulties feeling comfortable uh, with her family. And because of that, she sort of made a decision in her you know, younger life to not think about marriage and settling down and getting married and really putting all of her energy uh, into her career, which she's you know, been great at and been successful. Mm -hmm. But as she sort of gotten older, she um, met Ryan on one of her vacations to Belize and they sort of made this connection. She talked about this friendship that they formed and eventually um, within four months of them um, getting to know each other as friends, they decided to become a couple. And mm -hmm. obviously, you know, we've talked about this before, when you are dealing with long distance relationships, uh, one of the important things is trust in the relationship. And so yeah. she really talked about on some of her like trips to go visit him that she came across some things in his phone, numbers and texts um, of different women um, there. And also the fact that, you know, sometimes she can't reach him. And I don't know what the time difference is between Michigan and Belize. And so I think one concern for me was like, okay, is it the hours of the day that she's calling him and he can't get back to her? But the way that she handles this situation is by calling his mom I know. Right. I know. Yeah. I had, I had some problems that. with that. And I, I had a question for you about that because I was like, okay, I want to know what Dr. P has to say about um, is it crossing boundaries to like reach out to the person that you're dating their parent to say like, oh, hey, have you talked to such and such? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. It, you know, it's, it's, it's great that she has a good relationship with his mother. Right. And it's nice to say, you know, I'm going to call her to say how she's doing or what have you. But there's something about calling your partner's parents just to check up on them when really you should be having that conversation with your partner. It should be about why aren't you contacting me kind of, you know, we're having this. It's just it seemed way too much for mm -hmm. her getting the mother involved, asking the mother what's going on with him, you know, sharing her concerns. I felt that was highly inappropriate. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I agree with you there. The other side of it that I was wondering about is that would that dynamic or the expectation around that change if they were married and then would it be more acceptable for her then to reach out to... to... No. <laughs> 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 it's too much unless it's something like I'm seriously I'm concerned about you know I'm worried about my partner I'm worried that something might have happened to them have you seen them not I think my partner's running in the streets can you tell me a little bit more about who he might be with what, what, what is he doing that's too much that's that's where I say the, the line is different okay no that that makes complete sense um, with me. And, and I think, you know, as well, I'll give my rating in a little bit, but that, that struck me as a little bit odd, uh, but I do agree that it's great that she does have that, you know, relationship and rapport uh, with his mom, uh, where mm -hmm. they can be able to talk and, and be comfortable uh, yeah. with each other, specifically because they are just dating. And um, that can be difficult for some people when they're in relationships where parents are like, 
on the fence or they're thinking that the person is sketchy, not the best you know, choice for their, their child. Um, and so she's open, the, the, the mother is open, um, at least to their relationship. So I, I thought that that was good. Um, the other pieces of, of Stephanie and Ryan's relationship that was, I don't know, odd to me, I'll say, um, is that she had a friend who is a psychic um, mm -hmm. and she had her come over because she wanted to get her reading to answer some questions for her about, you know, once the pandemic is over, she's able to travel, she's looking forward to going back to Belize. And so she wanted to see, you know, what does her friend have to say from a psychic reading, which she feels really comfortable with. And she's done readings before and felt like she's been able to, um, I guess, speak truth into situations um, that have happened in her life. And so the friend comes and she starts to, you know, do the reading and goes through the cards. And, um, she sort of identifies this card where basically it notes that there's some potential concerns, you know, in the relationship. Um, one, she had a card that was about, you know, he has this other woman in his life. And so, you know, what's that about? Um, and then the other card was about the sort of um, deception um, that she felt like was in a relationship. And the, the psychic friend was, was, I think, really starting to think, you know, being concerned and being alert about Ryan and what he's doing over there. And then um, Stephanie decides to drop a bomb on us and mm -hmm. lets us know that, well, she has some skeletons in her closet and she slept with Ryan's cousin when they were on this, I don't know, break, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm like, that was a game changer for me because I don't know like once that information is made public to him, are they gonna be able to survive um, that relationship? And then the other yeah. question for me was, has the cousin already told him and is, are they trying to maybe run a scam? I don't know. And I hate to sort of put that out oh, there. Oh, um, that's a good point. But I mean, they're cousins. I, and maybe the cousin wouldn't want to say that because it's it was a slip up and it would like you know tear up their relationship. Mm -hmm. But I was just I don't know I just felt uncomfortable um, watching that that piece. Um, she was like, "Well, I slept with his cousin." I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And well, you, and it was such a childish response. It was it was well he cheated on me. And so I wanted to get back at him, even though we're on a break. And so I'm going to cheat up with him, with his cousin. That just takes it to another. I mean, if you were going to, okay, be with somebody while you're on a break, that's totally fine. You're on a break. But why his cousin? Like, to me, that's something that just feels more probably intentional. I want to get back at you. I want to hurt mm. you kind of thing. And maybe that's that's the other piece of, you know, this being her first serious relationship, that that also might be problematic. Because, I mean, we know that part of relationships being successful is that there are trial and errors. And sometimes, you know, in our adult lives, like we make mistakes in relationships and we have to learn from those mistakes. And maybe this is one of those mistakes that she might have to learn from and down the road realize that, you know, if you are on a break, and even though you might find someone attractive that is a family member or even a friend of your partner, that that's sort of mm -hmm. off limits um, in terms of even sort of crossing that line. Mm -hmm. See, another boundary breaking, right? First the mother, boundary crossing, 
now with the cousin, another boundary crossing. I'm wondering if this might be maybe a, something she deals with on a regular basis kind of thing. Because maybe. to me, those are just bigger things I'd worry about. Yeah, we'll see. So I'm writing them as a yellow right now. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be optimistic and cautious about the relationship. But the last uh, couple of pieces of data that I saw from her um, definitely has me on the fence um, yeah. about whether they will be successful as a couple. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I would probably say yellow too, just because we haven't seen them together. And it could be that they have this amazing kind of chemistry together, you know, that once you see that, you can see how they might be able to work through things. So I feel like they're still an unknown until he gets to the States and they're actually together. So I agree with you that it's a yellow. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens with that couple. So let's talk about your next couple um, that you want to discuss. Yeah. So I thought that we should probably touch on a couple of the newer couples that we missed this, this past couple of weeks. And one of them is Andrew, who's 32 from Roseville, California, and Amira, who is 28 from, I can't pronounce it, Samur, France. And I think this is an interesting couple. Andrew is a, um, owns a daycare that with his mother that he runs. And I'm not sure what Amira does, but they've met, they've uh, been in France together. They've taken trips. Well, they've taken trips together and they applied for the K-1 visa and actually got it. But then the pandemic happened. So uh, Amira wasn't able to travel to Andrew. And so they came up with this, uh, scheme that's what i'm gonna call it i, I think it's a scheme i'm actually kind of surprised that it's on television sometimes I, I i don't know if this was illegal but it definitely is suspicious so i personally wouldn't want it on television but well i don't think it was illegal i mean i think the recommendation was that you shouldn't travel and i mm -hmm. you know we're still dealing with some of this now um but i don't think it was illegal for them to like okay let's say we're gonna go you know to this country and then maybe try to see if we can get in, you know, that way. But that's a good point that you bring up. So not illegal, but shady. So you couldn't fly from Europe to the United States. So what Andrew found out was that some people were averting that by flying into Mexico and then flying from Mexico to the United States. So the whole plan and what happened in this episode is Amira goes and, and leaves France and, you know, it seems like she only took one bag and was going off to meet her, her love and was taking a risk and taking a chance. It's very romantic, by the way. <laughs> it's it's the French in her, I guess. It is. She's like, I'm just doing it all for love. Um, so she, she gets on the plane and then we see Andrew leaving, um, going to the airport and he gets to Puerto Vallarta, which they were supposed to meet. And when he lands, he discovers that Amira actually was detained in Mexico City. And he doesn't know how to reach her. He doesn't know how to get her. Uh, he called that, um, uh, contacted someone in Mexico City, but they didn't speak English. And that's kind of how it ends of what's going to happen with them. Now, I feel like this couple is going to be really interesting because since they already have the visa, 
they only have six weeks left on that visa to get married. And they're going to spend two weeks in, I mean, at least the plan was that they were going to quarantine for two weeks in Mexico and then come to the United States. So that gives them a month, you know, but now she's detained. We don't know how long that's going to take. Um, so I think that will be interesting. But what I will say about these two is that they do seem to be in love. Like everything that they've, I haven't even heard a negative thing that either one has, I mean, we've only had brief uh, clips of them, but right. it doesn't seem that there's anything negative from either one about the other. So I feel like this is a really sweet relationship, but that one that might be just bound by circumstance. So I'm not worried about them relationship wise, but I, I would be worried about, you know, how are they going to actually be together? Is it going to work out yeah. for them? And, and I, I, I agree with you there in terms of like, we haven't seen a lot of conflict or challenges with like communication between mm -hmm. them as a couple. But I do wonder given some of the conversation that was had, you know, previously with her dad about maybe Andrew being a little bit too controlling. And so I'm wondering mm. how that might play out in the relationship. But overall, I think that they do seem to love each other. They, they want to both sort of, they're putting their all into the relationship, which you've seen some couples that have not done that, yeah. um, you know, so far this season. And so I, I do think that there is potential for them to make it, but obviously, you know, they have a short of a short time frame to make sure that they um, are compatible and that they are going to be able to plan, you know, whatever steps um, they need to take to be able to actually officially get married um, in that short period mm -hmm. of time. So, um, so we'll see what happens. So, how are you rating um, this couple? I, you know, I'm gonna give them a green. This, I, I really, I, I feel like they're really trying to make this happen. They're committed to getting married on a very short time frame. We have other couples that are here for a longer time frame that they have, and they're complete reds to me. But I, I feel like this one, it's, it's gonna be a matter of circumstance for mm -hmm. them. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Solid green. Uh, I'll go green too. Um, that may change. So we'll see how that <laughs> goes over the season. But I think that for me, the reason why I'm giving them green is because I think even if they do face some challenges, from what I've seen so far, at least I feel like they can be able to communicate with each other and that may be able to help them overcome some of those challenges that they may face as a couple. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how this couple unfolds. Yeah, me too. Now, I know you wanted to talk about one more couple too. Yes. So what so did you want to touch on? I want to talk about uh, Tariq and Hazel. So apparently, and this is um, new to me because I, I got into the 90 Day franchise a little bit late, uh, but Tariq has been on the show before and he's back with um, Hazel, who's from the Philippines. Um, and they have um, been dating for quite a, a long time um, in terms of their relationship. And so we met Tariq um, the previous week, sort of getting to know him a little bit more. Um, he you know, talks about his life in, in Virginia. Um, he has a, a daughter who actually um, has a developmental disability. So she has autism mm -hmm. spectrum disorder. And so he talked about you know, being a father and how important that was to him and uh, their sort of plan to be able to engage in co-parenting, you know, because the, he, the 
his daughter does spend some time, you know, with her mom, although he has the primary custody. And so that's a significant, I think, relationship that will be interesting to see how um, Hazel is um, integrated into the family system uh, with him. So I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Uh, the other piece that he talked about, which I'm going to um, be cautious about, <laughs> is Tariq's rapping. Um, and that, you know, he's an excellent rapper and I don't know who defined him as being excellent. I, I'm going to say that's debatable, uh, but it's good that he has a hobby that he loves, that he loves to do. Um, so that was exciting. Um, but some of the things that I think were difficult for me to sort of wrap my head around is that, you know, Tariq and Hazel, they've been dating for a long time, but recently, apparently, Hazel disclosed to Tariq that she is bisexual. And so she's attracted to both men and women. And apparently over the course of their relationship, they actually had a girlfriend. And so there was a third mm -hmm. person um, in their relationship. But that only was short-lived uh, because from what Tariq discussed, um, Hazel sort of had a, a hard time with that relationship and felt like he was giving this other person too much attention compared to the attention that she deserved. And so they um, severed or ended that, you know, relationship. But the idea of having a, um, a third person or having a, Hazel having a girlfriend um, mm -hmm. is also something that he seems to be a little bit open to, but also there is some hesitance uh, about that. And so I really appreciated, you know, the conversation that he had, Tariq had with his friend, because she was asking some really important and, and, and tough questions about, you know, what's gonna happen with this, like when you guys get married, but also the mm -hmm. fact that Tariq reached out to this other woman recently to sort of check in uh, on her and Hazel doesn't Big know no, about no. that. Yeah, that was a big no-no. No. That that was so, you know, one of the things that I I noticed is and and I hope at some point they maybe provide some clarity. You know, Hazel identifies as bisexual and it seems that she is interested in polyamorous relationships, which those are two separate things. Not everyone that's bisexual is polyamorous, etc. And and actually that's um a big myth about bisexuality. So I kind of hope that that doesn't get played on or, or perpetuated. But if you're going to be in a poly relationship, if you're going to have multiple partners and have a primary partner, you really have to have a lot of communication and agree upon, well, what boundaries do we have? You know, if we're going to establish them and then you have to respect those boundaries. So Hazel set the boundary of, we are ending our relationship with this woman, but Tariq continued to talk to her. So to me, that's cheating right mm. there. So I, because that's outside of what they agreed upon. So to me, that's a violation of their trust in their relationship. And I wonder if um, it's going to be interesting how TLC kind of frames this because it'll be disappointing if they frame it in a way of, well, if, if uh, Hazel was open to it before, that she would be fine if he is with other women, but it's really not about that. It's about what do the primary folks in the relationship, what do they agree upon? What have they established as boundaries for 
their relationship and their relationship with others. And when that gets violated, that's cheating. Yeah. So, and, and I had that, I actually had that in my notes. So I'm glad that you clarified sort of the, the nature of their relationship and being polyamorous or not, because I was curious about, you know, if he is open to the idea. And for me, he seems like he's a little bit on the fence um, about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they need to have some more conversations, but it wasn't quite clear about what that marriage would look like. You know, mm-hmm. is it that we are married and that we do have, you know, this other person that we are both committed to, like it's the three of us, um, or is it something else where we, you know, we share partners or we we have this sort of, um, not even an open marriage, but we explore things with other people. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think those are things that are going to be uh, interesting to see how they play out, you know, as the season unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me right now, I'm going to rate them as a yellow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that I'm optimistic about them as a couple, but I also feel like um, they do have some differences in terms of their beliefs about mm-hmm. marriages and also about like spirituality and religion. And I think those are going to be some challenges that they are going to have to really figure out how to navigate effectively. And I don't know. I, I can't get a good sense about whether they are going to be able to sort of work through, think, work through those things yet. Yeah, I, I hear your concerns and I, I definitely see them facing those challenges, but I actually think they're going to get through them. And I think this is, I'm a little biased because I've seen them before and I remember their story from previous seasons. So I actually will put them as green. So they're, they're another one. I, I think if they were able to make it through what they did before, that this is just another thing that, you know, they'll be able to, to, to get through some of those differences. Okay. Sounds good. So we will see how this couple unfolds. So Dr. Page. Yes, Dr. Turner. It's that time in the show. Yep. It's time for the Page Turner where we share what we're most looking forward to in next week's episode. So um, let's talk about the page turner. What are you looking forward to on next week's episode? So I am curious about what's going to happen with Jovi and Yara. You know, we didn't talk about them this episode, but I was a little disgusted with Jovi. Just, he was just very childish the way he interacted with Yara. So I'm kind of seeing that um, little saltiness about him. Um, But he is supposed to go away. So he's only going to be with Yara for two weeks and he's going to leave her alone. So I'm wondering if he actually is going to go away um, how she's going to respond to that, what she's going to do if he goes away. Um, so I'm really curious about what's going to happen with them. Yeah, I I think I've been rating them as a red, you know, for the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. I just don't know if they're going to be able to, to make it. Um, but the couple that I'm looking forward to is Brandon and Julia. Um, mm. So I think they are so far one of my favorite couples this season. Um, one, because I think that they do truly love each other, but I also feel like his parents are very interesting and that they overstep their boundaries a lot. And I'm really interested to see how they navigate this um, 
one, living in the house together, but two, um, having Julia help out on the farm because I don't think she has fully agreed to sign up for that. Um, mm -hmm. And I get the sense that his mom is is like, okay, you're gonna help out on the farm now that you're living here. <laughs> like, you can't work, so this is what you do to sort of help out. Um, and I think that's gonna cause you know some problems um, for them. So I'm looking forward to see um, how that goes. But also, you know, the fact that these two have been assigned, um, I'll say, separate rooms um, in mm -hmm. the house and. I just don't. I just don't know how that's going to work out, and so I'm looking forward to see how they navigate that. Yeah, I hope they move, but yeah, I want to see how that gets worked <laughs> out. <laughs> so we will see. We will see. That's you know we're still pretty early on, so you know I like. I I don't know. I feel like when I watch the the 90 day franchise. In the beginning, it's like this slow kind of lull as we build up to getting to know the couples. And then like the juicy stuff starts happening around close to mid season. So I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to seeing when like the action starts happening with all the couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So looking mm -hmm. forward to having the conversation again on next week. Likewise. Thank you for listening to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. Give us your thoughts. Leave us a comment on Facebook or Apple iTunes. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Psyching Reality TV and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite platform. Thanks for sharing the episode and join us next time on Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. Pete.